Thank you for joining us on More Than That, a podcast where we dive a little bit deeper into what was preached on Sunday morning. We hope that this is enriching to your walk with Christ and that you love God and people that much more so that we can extend the glory of God to the people he has placed in our lives. So buckle up and enjoy the conversation. Hey everybody, welcome to More Than That podcast where we just take the pastor, pull him aside and ask him if he had a 10 extra minutes or so, where would he have gone, what would he have brought in new or dug a little bit deeper in, and I am sitting here with Raphael Gandler, and my name is Tyler Henry. So Raphael, if you had 10 extra minutes, where would you have gone in Exodus 30? Probably it would have been, um, I would have just wanted to apply a little bit more the whole idea of uh, prayer being what is represented, uh, especially today. Like, um, you know, the fact that like incense was, I love just the picture of incense going up and disappearing. Like, you know, you've said in front of smoke. Mm-hmm. When you're watching smoke kind of fill the room, but it disappears and the air clears. Mm-hmm. And and watching that smoke disappear, that's really like the picture that you're also getting now when you get to First uh, Thessalonians. First um, Thessalonians, which actually says that pray, pray without ceasing, mm-hmm. pray consistent, constantly. Yeah. Um, but yet, like, they, there is a sense in which when you're watching that, that incense, that smoke go up, it, it's, it, it correlates with prayer. Mm-hmm. And the fact that, like, when you're watching that smoke go up and it just disappears, mm-hmm. it dis- disappears. There's a sense in which a lot of us would have, this is where prayer becomes difficult. Because when I'm speaking, it feels as if my words are just going up into the thin air and they just disappear. Mm-hmm. But really now having to go and, uh, and, and see that God says that like um, when you're looking at the church in Revelation chapter 5, what are these? These are the prayers of the saints, yeah. right? These are the prayer and the the that incense there is pictured as the prayers of the saints. Mm-hmm. Um, what that does then, it just, it empowers like our prayer lives today uh, in the fact that now we can pray, you know, now we can pray with confidence that God does hear our prayer, that God does treasure our prayers he stores our prayers and he he acts on our prayers because right after that in revelation 8 5 you see god responds mm-hmm. and the earth earth shakes and quakes and does all that stuff i was just comforted by that like where especially like as christians i think that's that's our biggest struggle praying mm-hmm. um yes destructions are there and a million other things, I think. But like, I think the main issue um, that 
that really then kind of settles inside within us is we see almost like there is almost like a sense in which prayers prayer becomes pointless when you're just looking at it as as that incense mm-hmm. like that just like disappears but what yeah. you don't realize is that even though that incense burns and it disappears the fragrance which you don't see mm-hmm. the fragrance which you don't see does get to the nostrils of everyone who's around yeah right and then that's now like where like i'm like our faith now calls on god um calls on god and really just like and but like even though we don't see just like you know the the comfort that we have is that when i call you on the phone at least i can hear you on the other side mm-hmm. i think the faith aspect of it is us, us having to see at least books like Revelation chapter eight verse four, um, verse five there like where 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 uh, five eight sorry that says that like you know and each one had a harp talking about the angels and the golden bowls filled with incense, mm-hmm. which are the prayers of the saints. It just like it really then gives me the oh he treasures my prayers. Yeah. So what 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 do I do then when it comes to uh, a situation that's like maybe stubborn sin? Like I've prayed about it once, I've prayed about it twice, I've prayed about it over and over and over. Has that been useless? Revelation five eight says no. That's not. Mm-hmm. There's a. I just picture a bowl of prayers of saints, and in Revelation they. Part of that is like God, the, the the saints are saying, "How long?" The context is suffering. The context is all that. What about just like what? What about like someone that you want to see come to the Lord? Mm-hmm. What about? And so that's that's what like I want. I would have spent a little bit more time just pressing in a little bit more, on just like the maybe just like dispelling what I would say like the the pointlessness or the hopelessness that comes with like because we're logical creatures mm-hmm. that just like like to have almost like a tangible aspect to to things yeah but the and then but yet um I think what's important because revelation 5 begins to be is is very important because Revelation 5 begins with weeping. Um, <coughs> it begins with weeping. And they're weeping because there's no one to open the scroll, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's no one. But then, like, and then it's almost like, take heart. Jesus is now there. He's the one who opens the scroll. So I think that's now, like, Christ becomes our tangible. Like, mm-hmm. my call was received because I have one that died who was who is the one who made who is the true incense before God who makes all my prayers actually what um, who makes my prayer, prayers real who intercedes on my behalf and so therefore the pointlessness of prayer the hopelessness of prayer um, gets dispelled and it is it is like actually like it is validated by by the resurrection of Jesus mm-hmm. and the the 
and 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 his ministry which is actually not only which is not limited to it's not limited to being here uh it's limited to it's actually um it's not so much about um what what Christ did that really gives us assurance it's also what Christ is doing yeah a lot of yeah. times our faith kind of gets limited and like yeah let's look back at the cross and all mm-hmm. that but revelation like there it's almost like i think you remember that that in revelation 5 like where i think it's in verse verse 5 it says do not weep look the lion from the tribe of of judah the root of david has conquered and that he is able to open the scroll and its seven seals, right? And that's actually like where, you know, as you kind of continue there, it's like actually like, I mean, the song after that, like just as the, the Revelation 5 ends up bursting into almost like a, a song of like, you are worthy to take the scroll open, you know, for you were, because you were slaughtered and purchased and you purchased people for for God and by your blood from every tribe, every language, every tribe, every nation. You, you remember that? Like just like it's a like you know, the the hopelessness that's there in Revelation five now is dispelled mm-hmm. because we have Jesus who has risen and he now even like when we feel like our prayers are literally like just hitting the ceiling, Jesus is the one who's like, Nope I'm opening that ceiling and not only that through through in Jesus name right mm-hmm. the fragrance is going to reach the right nostrils and yeah. God is going to be pleased yeah. and he is going to intervene to your prayers so I, that's actually like what mm-hmm. I feel like just empowers our prayers and if we say in Jesus name no matter how feeble they are cuz a lot of times we're so conscious about like man did i pray right did i do it right no 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 in <clears throat> Jesus name mm-hmm. takes imperfect prayers and makes them makes them perfect because yeah. of Jesus you know yeah which yeah. and that brings in um yeah. that brings in Hebrews 7 which you you brought up yeah um because he like in the CSB which is what we use here at City Church. Yeah. Um, the latter part of the verse says, since he always lives to make intercession for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it's almost as if that is what he lives for. That yeah. is his, like, purpose. That's, that's his, that's his, his destiny, his destiny yeah. like, yeah. for lack mm-hmm. of a better term. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, I guess, like, when when you were talking, I was like, oh, that I don't know if I want to bring this up because you didn't get... A chance to smell my house before we actually moved in <laughs> it smelled so bad yeah, yeah but when you walked up to the door the smell was so strong yeah that it came through the door yeah it's like mm-hmm. that's kind of how we want our was prayer it like life to a be- smoke a house oh no no this this was just like straight up like <laughs> okay. dog urine yeah yeah it yeah. was it was really really bad hey <laughs> there was some smoke stuff in there um whole different story yeah but regardless um it as you walked up you could smell it you could smell it yeah now it's gone well mm-hmm. thank god um yeah but it's like that's kind of how we want our prayer life to 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 be like yeah. as you walk up to the house or like we were talking in home group like we are the temple of god mm-hmm. as you walk up to the house of god which is us 
you should be able to smell that fragrance yeah. of prayer um, that's just kind of wafting out of us because mm-hmm. we're so full of it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And everybody has a yeah. fragrance. That's the thing. Th- this is true. Everybody has a fragrance, whether you're <laughs> dead or you're alive. <laughs> yes. So, and I think so then, like, and if we're following scripture, which is spiritually, mm-hmm. you do have a fragrance. Yeah. And and that's now, like, where, obviously, and I did touch on that, like, mm-hmm. where we are a fragrance. To some, a fragrance of life, but to some, a fragrance of death. And mm-hmm. that's actually, like, now what Christ has done in us and, and He's doing in us mm-hmm. and through us. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, um, I think prayer probably, like, I... I and this is the quote that we at least we, we we put out on social media this week when they asked me what is one quote like of things that like you you would love to you you would love to be really known about maybe just a summary of your sermon mm-hmm. that like I think the biggest thing is that that the privilege of prayer uh, is enjoyed by few but yet it's actually it's accessible to all. Mm-hmm. Like, right? Like, oh, yeah. you could say it the other round, way around. The privilege of prayer is the chief privilege. It's the, prayer is the chief privilege of a Christian. God has said, hey, you can talk to me about anything. Come to me. Uh, Matthew chapter 11, 28. Mm-hmm. But yet it's enjoyed by a few. Or I would say that like it's enjoyed and savored by a few. Because a lot of us usually, like, we pray. I pray once and twice about something. But, like, there is no praying consistently, constantly. Mm-hmm. Especially when it comes to our stubborn sins or whatever. Yeah. We end up just maybe running towards maybe another functional savior. Yeah. Because, like, that's now, like, where... Um, and that's that's where the spirit maybe is, like, just... If we can depend on him... He can work long suffering in us, mm-hmm. and sometimes that long suffering is long suffering in praying the same prayer for a while. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah. So the other thing that you brought up. Yeah. And one of the cool parts about this podcast is we yeah. can like dive in a little bit deeper and hit some topics that are a little bit more touchy. Oh. Um, yeah. So you mentioned about how how prayer is the cat. The way that I wrote it down was that prayer is a catalyst for reconciliation. And okay. in our culture, yeah, reconciliation is a really big buzzword. Yeah. So, um, how do, what does that un- unpack that a little bit more? Like, why is prayer that catalyst for reconciliation? Like, I know you didn't use those words. No, yeah, but, but I remember what I said. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. unpack that a little bit, like maybe two, three minutes or so, just to hmm. kind of give a little bit more because you did just kind of gloss over it. Yeah. And I think that that's something that, you know, as the church, we need to have that conversation. So let's have that conversation. Yeah. Um, what then becomes important? And and I, I remember that part of the sermon where I mentioned that, mm-hmm. um, that, you know, we have to so maybe let's start it from this side if you tell people to get along 
um, Jesus says, like, and then today I was just thinking about Matthew. Um, I was at Camp South School today, mm-hmm. and and was and they were talking about friendship. They're talking about community and stuff like that, and uh, <coughs> meditating on Matthew, uh, John chapter fifteen, twelve, where Jesus says. This is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. Mm-hmm. So that's now. I yep. love one another is a reconciliation kind of. Yeah. That yeah. like you you love one another and it's a command. It's my commandment that you love one another. But what I love about that is that like when you go in there, um, it says greater love has no one than this, that someone lays down his life for his friend. You are friends if you do what I command you. No longer... Do I call you servants? For the servant does not know his master, what his master is doing. But I've called you, to, I've called you friends. For I've, you know, I've heard from my father, and I've made him known to you. One of the things that like, so I I want to kind of maybe just run first of all to the tension of reconciliation. We can say, hey guys, let's get along, let's do this, but we've already tried. Mm-hmm. In our own effort, we cannot do it. Mm-hmm. We can try to come up with like pictures of reconciliation, and we can take good Instagram pictures and Facebook pictures of pictures of reconciliation and go mm-hmm. back into a divided, um, and go back into a divided camps again. Mm-hmm. That's so. But like, what I love about Jesus here, he says, "This is a command: love." One another is I have loved you. Jesus is saying, don't try to master all the strength. Depend on the grace that I've given you. Depend on the mercy that I've given you. Like, invite me in to do what I... He's not saying you can do it. He's saying I can do it through you. Mm-hmm. Right? So that you can now be able to love one another genuinely. Lay down your lives for one another. So I would say that prayer then, uh, what it does is that when you go to Matthew chapter 6, where Jesus is saying, hey, when you pray, what do you say? Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Like your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. There we are actually acknowledging that like, man, There's no way we can embody the kingdom unless he makes his kingdom come. Mm -hmm. So what does prayer do? Prayer takes the black, the white, the Hispanic, the Asian, and takes them and kneels them all on the same level ground Mm -hmm. and says that, God, we can't embody the kingdom unless we, Mm -hmm. unless you come and you do it. Yeah. Like you have to come and do it. That's what I was saying that like prayer then begins to like, because true prayer does not come apart from humility. Mm-hmm. It means that we all have to humble ourselves and, and literally like let go of all the, what you call it, let go of all the, of our pious ways of thinking that we can achieve reconciliation apart from God. Yeah. So, and John 15 says, abide in me. Apart from me, you can do nothing. And then if you keep going there in John 15, it says, man, I have chosen you that you may bear fruit and that fruit will remain. Like, so when we look at that, like, I think like that's actually what I meant. That like truly 
it's only when we finally all of us we abandon like we 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 go into scripture and we recite those words back to God and we humble ourselves and that's where now like because like when we say when we are praying what are we asking God to do we are asking and we're saying apart from you we can do nothing but God like we're asking you you only you can unite us because we have tried mm-hmm. and we failed because we're sinful human beings and even our best efforts are tainted by sin like somehow somehow in there yeah some of our best efforts are all like mm-hmm. like it's just like they still a motive behind that but only you are holy only you are good only you are the the model of and only you can unite us so i think that's that's really what like mm-hmm. i was saying that like only when we're now truly you humble before god like and we are humble before god one prayer is the humblest thing you can do if it's yeah. done only when we're humble before god can we now after that now get up and be able to now embody that community where unless we invite another player into this field like we are going to end up following the dictates of our societies mm-hmm. that say that like you and me even today you and me shouldn't be friends no like if we go let's say in my background and we see in your background we see all that stuff and then all of a sudden we're meant to be canceling each other because mm-hmm. of all these other things but it's only when we're all kneeling at the foot of the cross it's only when we're letting Jesus even intercede on our behalf and then all of a sudden that's where now like true unity and because that true unity depends on Christ's intercession through his what death burial resurrection ruling and reigning mm-hmm. it depends on that that he forever leads in intercession where it's like when you and I are praying and saying god we want to see unity Jesus looks and he says god give them unity mm-hmm. but not the unity that they're talking about this kind of unity because so Jesus uproots and literally cleans our prayer feeble prayers and removes all the bad intentions of him and then all of a sudden now he says hey this is intercedes on our behalf yeah. so well yeah and he like <clears throat> we kind of toss this around too like there we do offer imperfect prayers mm-hmm. um but Jesus and and the spirit they know exactly what we're trying to get at yeah what we're trying yeah and yeah. they're like okay we're going to repackage this or we're going to reword it in mm-hmm. the best way that God is going to understand or not understand. He knows exactly. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm getting at. Yeah. Um, so then it's like, here's what they're getting at. Here's what they're asking for. Let's give that mm-hmm. to them. So like, yeah, we might be asking for like, for lack of, you know, worldly unity, <coughs> unity. Yeah. Um, but we're really also seeking the spiritual unity as well. Mm. It's just, we, because we are material beings, we tend to think in material terms so what does that look like for spiritual unity to become material is you and I being able to sit across from each other, have share a meal, and laugh, and just be grateful to God for the friendship. Yeah. Rather than what culture is telling us that we should be doing. And that true unity, like, 
that kingdom coming, what mm-hmm. does it look like? Mm-hmm. Acts yeah. chapter 2, verse 42. Like just basically, and so those who accepted um, the, the message were baptized in that day. Um, many, 3,000 were added, and they devoted themselves to apostles' teaching, to the mm-hmm. fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and everyone was filled with awe. Um, verse 44 says that now all believers were together, and they held all things in common. They sold their possessions and properties, and they distributed all proceedings as, as any had need. And every day they devoted themselves to meeting together. They broke bread from house to house, and they ate food with joyful and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all people. Like, there, like, where it's like, yeah. you're looking at that. Like, that. that's what it looks like when the kingdom has finally mm-hmm. come. This is what, like, we were trying to aim at. Like, but what was that result? It was the result of the Jesus ascending and pouring out his spirit. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, there was this new reality. Like this new community where it's like, hold on, what? Like, man, they're they're taking care of each other. And it says that like literally as any had need. Yeah. So they were like just basically responding and taking care of each other. And I think that's like, and in there you don't see, it's just people from different walks of life all together. Because we know through this thing where, where they were coming from different backgrounds all together, but they now are united, and they are all set, they're centering under the same teaching, they have fellowship, and they're breaking bread, they love one another, and actually, like, it's like every day the Lord added to their number those who were being saved. Yeah. Like, that's now, like, when I'm thinking about, like, just, like, what, that... It's only when God intervenes mm-hmm. that's when we really kind of almost like um, get to get to even just like glimpses of the kingdom of God, mm-hmm. like the reconciliation where yeah. where I can love you and love you as because like love you the way you are meant to loved as to be loved as a brother in the kingdom, mm-hmm. um, and which is what Scripture calls us to do. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, that dives head over heels, nose plant, whatever you want to call it, directly into what I tend to think is one of the most important doctrines, is the image of God. Mm -hmm. Um, Without, if we weren't in the image of God, unity would not be possible. Mm -hmm. And then, like, Paul, because Luke and Acts are like a, they're, they're supposed to be read together. Yeah. Um, but then Paul comes in later in Galatians 3, and he says, There's neither Jew nor Greek, there's neither slave nor free man. I'm reading from the from the New American Standard. Yeah. There's neither male nor female, for you all are one in Christ. <coughs> yeah. He's literally breaking down all Every of these boundaries. Yeah. yeah. And, like, right there, there's the that, that racial and cultural reconciliation is there with the Jew or the Greek. Uh, the power dynamics slave and free yeah mm-hmm. and then you know the the struggle between male and female that we're yeah. that we're experiencing with like Everything the feminist movement and stuff like, like that yeah. it's mm-hmm. like that all breaks down mm-hmm. why because of because christ. of christ yeah and and that becomes the the christ becomes the he and 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 the nice part about it is that like it's like 
and Christ invites us to pray for those things. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like, but it's already paid for. He's already won. Mm-hmm. But like, he is inviting us. Like, basically, like what someone said, prayer is God inviting us into his in his into his renovation project. I like that. I like that. So, I love that. Like he's just like he's he inviting like, you. Hey, participate in this renovation project. Yeah, evangelism is that. Preaching mm-hmm. is that. Every single thing. Yeah, it's he's inviting us and he say, hey, this is what I'm. Mm-hmm. There's no like the most decisive statement is I will build my church. Like, yep. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. But hey, you're invited to come and join in in that. I'm gonna gift you with this. So to some of you guys, he's given you at least the, the mind to be able to read difficult stuff and build in that way. To us, he's called us to do. And that's actually <laughs> like, but all of us are involved in his renovation project. Yeah. And and the beauty of that is that like his renovation project of making all things new, it's not going to fail. Mm-hmm. Like, but at least we now know how to call for help. Mm-hmm. Pray. Yeah, and that's actually like where the assurance of the fact that it's not incense just disappearing, the fragrance does get there. Yeah, and and they're saved. And man, one of these days we're gonna see all those prayers get answered. So yeah, yeah. So that's a good way to end. Yeah, but in the spirit of prayer, (laughs) would you you pray? Yes. Lord Jesus, I pray that, Lord, you would make us a church that values, cherishes, and just treasures, Lord, the privilege you've given us to to get involved in in this change and renovation project you are doing in our world. Um, so, Lord, even as we pray for these next 21 days, um, I pray that, Lord, you would meet us, and but, Lord, we would see you even answer Um, all those prayers by uniting us, changing us, and by sending us. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, Raphael, thank you um, for unpacking the incense. um, And hopefully, you know, hopefully it gets lit. Yeah, there you go. And uh, the fragrance of our prayers just end up um, becoming so fragrant that it's something that it just becomes a part of us. Mm. Um, and a part of our odor. Um, So, again, thank you. And uh, for those of you that are listening, I want to remind you, this is not a replacement for the Sunday sermon. This is not a replacement for being involved in a local church. Um, So we encourage you to get involved with a local church if you are not in Williamsport. If you're in Williamsport and you you want to come check us out, we would love to meet you. And Um, join us for prayer. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that was going to be my next next thing. it is on the website, correct? Yes, it's on the website. So if you are interested, you can join us for prayer. And it is, is it 7 a.m.? Yeah, 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. Yep, 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. Hopefully, it's either before breakfast and after dinner. If yeah. not, that's a good way to start breakfast or dinner. Um, so come join us, pray with us, um, and it's a really good way to get to know the heart of City Church. So, again, Raphael, thank you, and... Have a blessed week, guys. Have a blessed week.